My name is Tarletta, but you can call me TJ. And this is the Lessons Learned with TJ podcast, a podcast where emerging entrepreneurs, business owners, and corporate leaders can listen in on conversations and lessons learned as me and my guests discuss sales, marketing, life, and leadership. So grab a pen and some paper. It's time for your next lesson. Tony Dungy once said that integrity is the choice between what's convenient and what's right. Integrity is the choice between what's convenient and what's right. Today, I want to cover something that is very near and dear to my heart as a business owner, as a leader, as a coach. I want to share with you guys a very quick lesson on integrity, operating in integrity, because this is something that I've noticed that as time goes on, as the definition of an expert becomes more and more ambiguous, it has been noticed in the marketplace that integrity can sometimes be very hard to find. And for me, that's shown up a lot as working with clients who have been burned, mistreated, or misrepresented to by previous digital marketing consultants, digital marketing experts, business consultants, et cetera, et cetera. So today we're going to talk about operating in integrity, the choice between doing what is convenient and what is right. So first, let me start by saying that integrity is a characteristic of a person. It is literally a choice. It's a choice that you make every single time that you make a decision. It is not an end-all, be-all. It is not something that you can pick up and put down. It is a part of your value system. So just keeping that in mind as we go through today's lesson, So I really want to show you guys, for those that are joining me today, again, I'm assuming that you are an aspiring entrepreneur, an emerging business owner, or you are a trailblazing corporate leader that is looking to learn some of the lessons that I have over time in building a successful business in sales, marketing, life, and leadership. Because as an entrepreneur, as somebody who works at a high level, Work-life balance is a myth. Work-life immersion is my life. And so I have to show all these characteristics because another characteristic of integrity, another synonym you may hear in the marketplace is authenticity. It is transparency. All right, so first, I really want to to share with you guys some of the ways that it, it will appear in your life, in your journey Again, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, as a corporate leader with clients, followers, and teams that are looking for you to guide them, sometimes it can be difficult to recognize where integrity lies. Like, how does that show up in my life? How is this relevant to what I'm doing right now? How does this help me? Why is this important? And over the last 10 years, I've been blessed to work with so many different people in so many different industries from bootstrapping, figuring it out, and then being able to work in a capacity that I work in now to see different business models and different reasons that businesses have failed when it comes to a lack of integrity. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to share with you guys a very quick story of how this showed up in my life very recently where I literally walked away from money, y'all. As a business owner, I had to walk away from money. And as a business owner, that should not be new. It should not be unnatural. It should not be uncommon 
to have to walk away from things that don't align with you, but stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll be sure to share that with you. So calling out to all of my entrepreneurs, small business owners, and to my corporate leaders that are out there listening to me today, a big question I get is what does it mean to act out of integrity? What does it mean to be integral, to act with integrity? And how does it show up to me and my life? So I'm gonna go over with you five different mindsets or positions that some of us will take that will put us out of alignment in a way that we operate out of integrity. We operate out of alignment. We operate in a way that does not serve ourselves, our customers, clients, followers, and especially our organizations and teams. So the first way that I've noticed a lack of integrity affecting a business or when this when our minds shift into a state that makes it difficult to operate using our higher moral ground, our higher moral standards, is when we're operating out of desperation or financial pressure. Those can be the same, those can be different. It really depends on who you are and what you work to do. But a lot of times when it comes down to desperation, especially desperation and financial pressure, we can find ourselves in a position where we're willing to compromise our integrity. We're willing to take on a project, take on an assignment that is out of alignment or out of our capabilities. And to me, so integrity shows up in that if I am operating with integrity, I am operating in honesty that I'm gonna do my very best and I will be transparent with you over what I'm able to do, not able to do, and fulfill that promise to the very best of my ability. To me, that is operating in integrity. But as a struggling business owner, for the first few years of my business, I can completely understand that sometimes when the bills are due, the money needs to come in, the company's finna shut down, you gotta make payroll next week, it can feel more convenient to take whatever comes along. You become the yes man. Any project that comes along that can pay you any money, whether you can do it or not, you are going to take it. Now, I am not saying that this means that you are acting out of integrity. Acting out of integrity happens when you take that job knowing that you are not able to fulfill the promise that you are making. So there's a, this is a difference between what I like to call the fake it till you make it crowd and the learn it till you earn it people. Because when I operate in integrity and I am desperate, I can happily tell that person, hey, I'm not familiar with this, but I will do my best. So now I have given them the information that they need to make an informed decision for their business, for their opportunity to reach their goals, even though it may not be the best for me. Because convenience says, come on, bring it in. I will do it. I will figure it out. I will give you something at the end of this. And in corporate, this kind of shows up as financial pressure. When you're trying to make those quarterly budgets, those quarterly goals, you know, you ask people, like, I won't say you, some managers may ask their employees to, you know, clock out early and stay a little bit late or don't be on the clock or to change, you know, what they're doing because they're trying to meet certain criteria at the end of it. And so you might try to cut corners or inflate things, you know, people on their taxes. It's an everyday thing when desperation, that financial pressure hits and you want to find a way to make it easier for yourself. 
But going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, integrity is the choice between what is convenient and what is right. It does not mean that they will not always be the same thing. So if you ever find yourself in a state of desperation or financial pressure, I challenge you to take stock of who you are, the being that you have grown to be, what you know of right and wrong, and to be honest, to be transparent, to let people know exactly where you stand and what your capabilities are. If you are under financial pressure, I challenge you to find a way to look at your situation or to find other opportunities that best serve the outcome you're looking to provide. For some people in corporate, that might be a side hustle. It may not be, it may not be taking on that extra project or, you know, firing that other person so you can get the bonus check. It could just be getting to a different position where you can make more money. It could be training other people to be more efficient in your organization so now there's more money to go around because now there's more revenue, there's more production. So desperation and financial pressure are two are one way, I call them one and the same, that you will definitely see a lack of integrity creep into your mind. It will get into your mind and try to change your mind to do something that is not in alignment with the purpose, values, and goals that you have in your moral compass. Another way that I have seen lack of integrity show up is in a lack of accountability. Now, this can be unintentional or it can be plain out negligent, but we know that what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. And this is true with people as well. So this is when you may be asked to do something and you may not be familiar. You may not, you may not know what they're asking you to do. Maybe you don't have the tools you need to do it. Maybe you don't aren't familiar with the concept or topic. And instead of saying something, you do it anyway because you know, well, they won't check on it. No one's going to ask me about it. It's completely up to me. I can say whatever I want to say about how this project is going. So I'm not going to, you know, rock the boat. I kind of just keep going with the flow of it. And for corporate leaders, especially business owners who have a team that works underneath them or employees, this is super important when it comes to building a successful workforce, building a successful team, creating a productive and effective work culture is that you have accountability. If you say, if you give your team a goal and they say, yes, boss, we're going to get to that goal. And at the end of the week, they haven't even hit 10% of it. Are you holding them accountable? What does that look like? Are they operating in integrity? Are they saying, are they asking for help? Who is responsible for making sure they have the tools that they need? Did they ask for those tools if they were not provided? Sometimes a lack of accountability can be used as an excuse. Well, I knew they weren't going to do it, so I didn't do it. And so in your brain, your brain sees this as, well, they ain't doing it, so I won't either. But If you're like me, you probably heard when you were growing up that integrity is doing what is right even when no one is looking. I'm going to operate, again, as a choice. I am going to operate at the best of my ability regardless of who checks behind me, who looks at my work, who asks questions about it. I'm going to do the very best. So lack of accountability also shows up in your team when they feel that what they're doing is not important. When they feel that what they're doing is not integral to the success of the organization or the business. And as a leader, you can help with that by ensuring that your employees, your team, your colleagues, your clients know that what they're doing is important because you're going to hold them to it. 
hey, we need this so that this next thing can happen, which helps us reach our goals. So if you are in that space, one of the ways you can combat lack of accountability is by giving everything a purpose. People want to feel purposeful that what they're doing is for a reason and it will help people or it will move the needle forward. If they feel like it won't, then they won't do it. Okay? Now, the third thing, the third mindset that comes into us that may trigger us to operate out of integrity, to say things that are not true or to misrepresent ourselves is intense competition. Competition can be a good thing. Competition can be a bad thing. Competition is all about how you view it, how you compare yourself, and how you use that information to move yourself forward. When it comes to operating outside of integrity, competition can make you say things that are not true because you're trying to, quote unquote, keep up with the Joneses. My competitor says that they're able to do this really cool thing. So we're going to say we can do this really cool thing and we'll figure it out before a customer asks us how to do it. My friend says that they have this really cool thing over here and I'm going to get it later, but I don't have it right now. But I'm going to tell everyone that I have what they think I should have because it'll make me look good. I can keep up with everybody else. Is that misrepresentation. So this is where that authenticity I spoke about earlier comes into play. Because when you operate in integrity, authenticity is the foundation. So whether or not you're able to keep up with the Joneses, that competition that's in your mind, you understand and realize and accept and have the confidence to accept that even if you don't have what they have, you are still able to perform to the level of your promise. That is it. Integrity is keeping your word. It is the promise that you make to your customers, clients, your team, and your followers. That is what having integrity is all about. It is not about who has the most, who has the best. It's who does the best at what they say they do. Who is the most authentic? Who is the person that is going to give me what they promise to give me? If you can't promise me that you can record and edit a podcast in three days, then don't say you can. Just don't. Well, because the other company can do it, so I can do it too. I'll figure it out. And then you give me a crappy product. I'll be very upset. Now, please note that Black Dragon Productions does produce these podcasts. Shout out to the home team. So no worries there. But it's very important that you understand that keeping up with the Joneses and letting competition get into your mindset, that comparison mindset can shift you into operating outside of integrity. So you have to combat how you think of competition. You have to think of the quality of your service over the quantity of your services. You have to consider your ability to rise above and exceed expectations rather than to give your clients, your followers, your customers an extended view of expectation because we can all do just good enough. But when you want to operate in integrity and do the very best that you can deliver the promise that you have, you want to be very careful what you promise, but what you say you have and what you're able to do. Because I promise you, I would rather pay somebody who can give me the very top level service and pay somebody else for the extra than pay them for everything and get mediocre service throughout. So be very, very conscious 
of your competition and how you're using that comparison to ensure that your company, your business, you stand out above the competition. They're not competing with you because yeah, they can offer you these five services. We do these two services, but we do them at a level of 110%. We deliver at this level for those services. And we know that they can't do that. They're mediocre across the board. Do not bash your competition. It is not, you know, correct or, you know, accepted. Focus on your own strengths. But within yourself, know that, hey, I'm an expert at these two things. I operate in these two things at a high level. I can deliver that. I will not promise you the whole alphabet if I can only give you the first three letters. Super, super important. So as a leader, keep that in mind when you're looking at that comparison mindset. So we had desperation, we had lack of accountability, and we've had intense competition. The fourth mindset that will shift you into operating outside of integrity is a short-term focus mindset. It is the short-term focus mindset. And going through my entrepreneurial journey, going through my challenges, I see this come up a lot at the end of the year, the end of the quarter, and all around in network marketing organizations. Now, I love network marketing. I think that for those that can survive in that industry, it is an amazing opportunity for anyone to get involved in if it is done correctly. However, one of the reasons that network marketing gets the bad rap that it does is because of the people within the organization that are operating outside of integrity the directors, the higher level ups, where it trickles down into the organization and it becomes misaligned with the original purpose. So I'm gonna use them to kind of explain this a little bit. So in my mind, network marketing organizations are designed to develop leaders. We want, so almost all of them have the same mantra. We want to create managers that create managers. If you go above that, great. If you don't, it's okay. But our goal is to have managers that create managers. Where the short-term focus issue starts to play in is that sometimes they'll do what is called a rush or a dash or a promotion, whatever, to get somebody to the next promotional level. And this usually happens two to three levels above the bottom, to be completely honest. But it's like saying, hey, I, we need, our team leader needs to get to president by the end of the month. So we're all going to do a mad dash to recruit people. And, I'm, and that mad dash itself is not the part that is out of integrity. When I say that people are the problem when it comes to this, and if you're in network marketing, you're a leader, not trying to offend nobody, just saying what I've seen, is that I've seen organizations, I've seen leaders in organizations, I apologize, who would say, hey, go get your friend over there. I need their name, their phone number, and their social security number. We'll pay the money for them, and we'll figure the rest out later. And in my mind, I'm like, heck no. That makes no sense because how is that right? If my goal is with somebody, when somebody joins a network marketing opportunity is to give them a business growth opportunity that could allow them financial freedom through education, implementation, and growth, but I'm only going to get the information from them for the purpose of helping somebody else reach a goal, I am not in alignment with my purpose anymore. I can't train that person. I'm not qualified to do that. What happens to that person if they don't want to do it? What if that person isn't a good fit for the company? They've already told me they don't want to do it. And that short-term focus has killed a lot of companies. I've heard the mantra sometimes at higher levels where it's like, hey, 
Just do the rest. We'll figure the rest out on the back end. You're going to step on some people, but don't worry about it. So sometimes you'll hear that short-term focus, the way it sounds in your everyday language is the ends justify the means. If you have said that to yourself before, then that is yourself giving an indication that you are 100% aware that what you are about to do, what you are thinking of doing is out of alignment with the way that you believe things should be done, but it needs to get done now. And this is the only way that you can see successfully accomplishing that particular completion, not the goal, the completion. So if you've heard yourself say it, you raise your hand, say it in your heart, say it out loud in your car if you want to, but be honest with yourself. If you've come to a point where in your mind you think the ends justify the means, that is typically the outcome of short-term focus because it means that you know you're operating outside of alignment with your moral, your goals, your mission, your vision, your purpose, your cause because you know that any action, does any good action does not require justification. Any good action does not require justification. All right, so that short-term thinking can get you in a lot of trouble. This Again, this also happens in other organizations, not just network marketing, but in corporate organizations where you're trying to squeeze the budget, you're trying to get that very last out of here, you're trying to hit the next promotion, you're trying to do that last-minute proposal or meeting or client or whatever, and you decide, like, hey, I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to go beyond the rules. I'm going to slide a little to the left, operate outside of, you know, the operating procedures. I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to do that thing that I know is a little shady. Because the other one that I hear, especially as children, like if you guys have kids, I've heard this one. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission because you know that the person you're supposed to be, that you're supposed to be asking might say no. Because it's outside of the way that they expect you to do something that, that they expect you to perform. So that short-term focus can creep up. And what I want you to do in those moments when you are struggling with that short-term focus, lack of integrity, is to think about the long run. Think about the outcome. Think about how you're going to affect the person or the people on the other side of that table, of that situation. Think about how you are going, how you are serving them or doing them a disservice, more specifically. How are you doing them a disservice by doing what you think you're about to do? Consider it. Consider it for a short second. And then think about the long-term effects. If I had to tell this story to somebody else in the future, would I leave that out? If I had to justify my actions to somebody else, would I whisper that a little bit lower? Can I be proud of the actions that I'm making right now? Is what I'm doing going to help in the long run? So the last thing I want to talk about, last, the last mindset, the last thing that comes into your mind when you are aware that you are operating outside of integrity is a lack of transparency. It's a lack of transparency. And this, trend, and the, and this fear of being exposed really just comes from your fear of looking bad. Like, I don't want to look bad, so I'm going to say this. And it's, it's a little bit different than keeping up with the Joneses. Because in this, in this situation, like a transparency means that you have the person, you have a client, you have a team, you have people that you are leading, and you are actively deceiving them. 
You are actively putting in the work to cover up the fact that you don't know what you're doing. You are not confident in your competence to, to accomplish the promise, goal, mission, vision you gave them. But you won't say so. And so typically you dig a deeper hole. And I've seen this happen before. Where it's like, well, I don't really know what's happening and I don't know how to fix it. But if you give me enough time, I'll figure it out. So I'm going to put on this show that everything's okay. It's that blindsided layoff. It's the delayed paychecks. It's the um, confused shipping orders. Oh, we thought we shipped it, but I guess we didn't. No one's trying to ship it yet. Because you don't want them to feel like, oh, we didn't have, well, we actually didn't have the product in stock. We didn't tell you that. And now we should ship it right now. So it's that lack of transparency, lack of honesty when it comes to working with your audience, whether it's your clients, your classmates, your colleagues, your team. It is that lack of transparency. It also comes up when you don't want to be exposed. So now you're a fear of being a fraud. You're, you're afraid of that. And so one thing I mentioned earlier, I believe when I talk about desperation, when I talked about accountability, is that integrity is almost synonymous to authenticity. It is who you are. People should be able to ask you questions because I can promise you one thing. Integrity withstands interrogation. Integrity can withstand interrogation. If you ask me, I can tell you in full truth and honesty when I learned it, how I learned it, how long I've been doing it, what it means, why this is different than something else that I've learned. You can interrogate me And because I have been honest with you and transparent and authentic, I can even say, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that, but I will find out later. I don't know about that, but I will help you. I can, I will help you to the best of my ability. It is okay to say you don't know something and still operate in integrity and still be able to help people in a way that gets them closer to their goals. May not be your own, but closer to their goals. All right? So we've gone over so far five different mindsets or five different little voices in your head that indicate that you are operating outside of integrity and what you can do to make sure that you realign yourself before you make that decision. Right? We have operating out of fear and desperation, so financial pressure and desperation and kind of just taking on everything. And the key to getting over that is to understand that we do not live with a scarcity mindset. There is more than enough to go around. You need to go out and find the next opportunity where you can be of service and not do a disservice to the person on the other side of that table. The second was a lack of accountability. When you are leading someone, it is your job to help them understand what it means to operate in integrity. Lack of accountability shows up in the fact that if I don't feel I'm going to be checked on it, I can say whatever I want to. This goes for you as a leader as well. But it trickles down into your team. I can guarantee you across multiple organizations that this is the key when their sales team quality starts to diminish at three to four generations. When their marketing team, their marketing message gets distorted across two to three generations and they're not seeing the same results. It's that there's been a lack of accountability in the mission, vision, purpose, integral culture in those people. So checking in on your team, being aware of the shortcuts they might be trying to take finding out how to keep them trained and ready to keep growing and building and doing. We talked about intense competition 
pushing you to keep up with the Joneses, which we do know is dangerous. But it's also to say that you don't have to have what they have. What you want to do is you want to elevate your mindset to say, I may not have all the bells and whistles they have over there, but the bell and the one whistle that I do have, I can blow 10 times better. I can do this at a high level. This is the promise that I am making you and be able to deliver on that promise. So don't compare yourself in order to attract or decide that you want to try to do something. Accept who you are, where you at with what you have. Do the best that you possibly can do with it and be honest about that. We don't have that service. We don't do that over here. What we do is this and we can do it at a high level. Operate with what you got. Short-term focus was another thing that we covered today. Short-term focus is the situation in which you're looking at where the ends justify the means. Like right now, I need this to happen and I'm going to do this right now and I might fix it later. But if I don't do this, nothing else is going to happen. And much like that fear of financial pressure and and that desperation, I'm going to challenge you to have an abundance mindset. What doesn't happen right now may happen later. Just do it the right way. Because your customers are paying attention. They're looking at what you're doing. They're looking at how you operate. And it's up to you to show them that you are in for the long haul. You are for their future and extended success. You're not going to cut corners just to get them a quick win. It's not healthy for anybody. It does not last. The last thing we talked about was lack of transparency. And as a business owner, the best way you can combat this is to be authentic. Be yourself. Be transparent. Hey, I don't know that. But I can learn it and teach it back to you. I can learn it and I can help you through it. But I'm going to let you know before you pay me, I'm not familiar with that topic or that particular industry. And we can have that honest conversation. And this is when it comes back to what we said in the beginning of the episode. Integrity is doing what is, is a choice between doing what is right and what is convenient. Because doing what is right is telling them that, hey, I'm not aware of that topic. You know, so I may not be the best fit for the project you have right now, which means as a business owner, you may walk away from some money, but it does not mean that they won't say yes anyway. They can still say, okay, cool. You know what? I love that you were honest with me. I would love to work with you on this because I want to learn at the same time anyway. Let's do this together. It's getting over that fear of rejection that comes with a lack of transparency and, and, and authenticity. It's getting beyond that. So I told you guys in the beginning that I would share a story of how this showed up in my life. And it's going to be a really quick story, I promise. I had a potential client that I was working with and she had been done wrong. She'd been burnt by a consultant. Now the consultant had, you know, shown her that she could build her website. The client only wanted a website. That was all that she wanted, all that she had asked for. What ended up happening was she met a consultant that she was referred to, unfortunately, And the girl wrote a contract that says, hey, I'll give you a website and all these things. The lady gave her all of her money. She gave her the whole contract payment right up front. She was ready, gung-ho, felt that she was in alignment. She's going to get the website. She's going to be able to sell her products and everything. And six months later, she had no website. Enter in TJ. TJ comes in. And I sit down with this lady, and I'm super excited to help her because I actually use her services. She's a tennis coach. Love her to death. Um, I sit down with her and go over her contract. You know what? I can tell from this contract that she is not a website designer. And I told her that to me, this is, this is an example of operating outside of integrity. Because when I read that contract and the scope of that contract, the website was one line of like 13 different items that included 
masterclasses and business coaching sessions and workbooks and branding assets. And when I went over it with my, with my client, I'm like, she's not a website designer. She is a business coach who may have known someone that builds websites. And not only that, the girl had quoted her such a low price that I knew it would be difficult for her to get her money back because the consultant had to pay a third party. So six months later, my client does not have a website. And I tell her, I give her my best advice, my best advice on what to do next. And she turns to me, she's like, Ayo, TJ, can you build me a website? And in my mind, I'm so tunnel vision, you guys. Like, I, It happened to me in that moment. I was so tunnel vision on getting a new contract, helping her reach her goal. You know, I was like, yeah, I can build your website. No problem. Cool. I will charge you X amount of dollars based on your situation. And we can get this, we can get this website up and running in like two weeks. No problem. And it hit me, you guys. I got home to write that contract. And I had to call her and say, you don't need a website. As the expert, I have to be the expert. I have to be the digital marketing expert, strategist, growth coach that I am. And I cannot sell you a website that I know you don't need unless I first tell you that you don't need it. Because the, what, from what you told me your goals are, this website will not help you reach those goals. And I know that because of the, the type of product that you have, what you're trying to do. I completely understand that. And so I, just so you know, you don't need a website. What you really need is someone who is skilled in social media marketing. And I don't do social media marketing. I'm happy to refer you to somebody else. And that's where the integrity came in. Because would your girl have loved to have that contract, you know, bought her a pair of shoes and a few other things? Yes, she would have. Would it have solved the financial pressure? Would have been lifted. One more contract in the books. Bank account goes up a little bit. Totally great. Accountability-wise, she has no idea what she's looking for. She doesn't understand, as we found out from the first contract, what it means to need a website. She just wanted the website because she thought that's what she needed. You know, I'd already displaced the competition by giving her the audit and showing her that, hey, I know what I'm talking about. But I could not let my short-term focus on, on getting that contract stop me from giving her the advice that she needed that she really did not need a website. And she was so grateful, you guys. And I say she was so grateful. Now, again, I lost out on the money for that, for that website. I told her she needed a social media manager. I did not offer social media at all. But hey, I can help you with market research. When you get to that point, let me know. I'm happy to help you. And best believe, we, have, we, we kept that going. So we're still in close contact. She's a great friend of mine at this point. But because I was able to give her information as the expert that I said I was, and I said, hey, I do not do social media marketing. I, I have to tell you, you do not need a website. She will work with me on anything. And this has shown up even from my very first company, which was a tutoring company, almost 10 years ago now. And I still have clients. I've done so many different things. People always say that you shouldn't change, you know, careers or jobs or whatever. As an entrepreneur, I do what makes me happy. But even though I've gone through so many different industries, so many different things, I could be scatterbrained to a lot of people. People from 10 years ago still call me and ask me for advice because they know that whatever I do, I will do it with integrity and I will do it in excellence, period. If I don't know, I will tell them. If I want to learn or I'm going to look into it, I will tell them and they can trust to come back to me for that information. 
If I am able to serve them, they know it will be done well. So operating in integrity isn't something you just do one time. It is an, it is an ongoing choice. And when you have that in your business, whether you are working by yourself, you are a small business owner with a small team, you are in corporate with colleagues and people that follow you and clients that you have to serve, when you operate in integrity, you put yourself as someone people can come to in authority to ask questions and get guidance and deliverance and get moved closer towards their goals. So that being said, I'm going to close out the episode, but I want you to do something very, very important for me. I want you to go on over to Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this, and I want you to leave me a review with one lesson you learned from today's session. Just one. Like, I know I dropped some bombs today. I may have offended some people, and I'm okay with that. Sorry, not sorry. Operating integrity, operating in excellence, operating in purpose is such an important alliance to your ability to grow in whatever environment you find yourself in. Whatever environment it is, it is so important to do those things. And I wish you guys the best. I will see you guys in the next episode. Be sure to check into the Lessons Learned with TJ podcast Facebook group. That is where I will go live with you guys and answer any questions. I will happily shout out any reviews that you guys have. You guys can send me any questions to tarletta at blackdragonmarketing.com with podcast question as a subject line. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you for your next lesson.